are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. Last we left the trio, they were out of the trim and fro with new clothing items. One was a little more ostentatious than the others. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's fine. Clarence. Flashy. Giselle got her new um, Faraday black dress number uh, with spikes and uh, accessories galore. Jada got the the brown coat and new jeans, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Clarence. Whew, boy. <laughs> boy. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> leaving the trim and frill, you're going to eye on the ball. And Eye on the Ball is on the other side of the mall, so you have a few minutes before you make it over there. So it's at this point that uh, you can sort of take in a little more closely all that Giselle has, and you see the uh, you see the choker too. And actually, that seems to be what draws your focus the most out of this whole thing. You're not sure why, but it just does. Is that a functional choker? It looks rather... I mean, it looks good somehow. Well, of course it's functional, Jada. See how it latches in the back? Uh, what I mean is functional. I think what she meant to say is practical. Practical, yes, that's the term. Uh, I I guess it goes with your outfit, but why would you want to wear something like that? It's just so she can stab somebody with her neck. (laughs) (laughs) As far as practical goes, well, I don't see why not. Why, is there something wrong with it? Hmm. Well, it stands out too much, and I don't think you can blend in anywhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to give it to Clarence? Would that help it blend in more? (laughs) (laughs) The only necklaces I've seen on dudes are puka shells, and I refuse to wear one of those. There's no reason to be jealous of good fashion, Jada. I mean, you could have gotten anything, and really, you only got that jacket. Yeah, well, my shirt underneath was still okay, but my jacket was a little bit worn. Uh, So this one, I can just roll up my sleeves and it fits fine. It's got a good amount of pockets. I think if I get stabbed while wearing this, I'll probably be okay. So that's what we're considering functional these days. Yes, Giselle, it is very functional. And I will pull the jacket tighter (laughs) and show it off a little. (laughs) What about you, Clarence? Do you at least like yours? It's comfortable. As you all uh, walk closer to where you meted out was the eye on the ball, you start hearing this 
Thwack clink. Thwack clink. Thwack clink. Looking around, what do we see that could potentially be the source of the sound? You see people giving... Uh, I, I, I think saying that they give uh, it a wide berth may be a little too misleading, but they're definitely not trying to get close to this row of big glass windows that you can see light just flooding out of. Okay, so I'm sorry, they're... People are giving a wide berth to the windows? Yeah, um, and as you get closer, you can see these two rather large men. And you, you hear that that thwack clink. Uh, you look through the glass windows and it reveals a shop with vaulted ceilings. You can see sports memorabilia hung on every inch of the walls and from corner to corner. Every sport seems to be represented by poster or equipment or something or other lining the aisles and viewable from those same large windows. Within looks to be a cage where equipment can be tested. Inside this cage are those men, these tall, pretty ripped dudes, who are banging on this post with a Louisville slugger. And it looks maybe like they're practicing their form, but you've never seen any any baseball player practice by hitting a metal pole. Am I losing my mind, or what are those people doing, is what I'll ask you two. Well, it appears as if they have bats, and they're hitting that post. <laughs> Jada, do we need to get your eyes checked? I'm starting to worry about you. Uh, <laughs> that looks stupid, though. And I'm gonna stalk on over. Uh, to, to get into where they are, um, there is a glass door with a metal handle, and as you pull on it, the door, even though it's just glass and just this metal handle, it feels really heavy. And you pull it, it slowly slides open. And as you all make your way in, you can feel like the suction of the the shop itself kind of pull the door closed. And not that, not that it's shutting it by itself. Uh, it's just that, you know how when you go into a, like a specific... Uh, like a retail shop or something from a mall, like the air just feels different. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of feeling here. Okay. And it feels warm, actually, like a midsummer day. Okay, I want to go check out those folks with the baseball bats. Yeah, yeah. So you make your way over to the cage, and the one of the gentlemen uh, has a bat that it looks like it's been padded, and that's the one that's making that thwack sound. And another gentleman has an aluminum bat, and that's what's been making the clink sound. And it seems like they're taking turns, and they hit this pole so hard that it looks like they bend it out of shape, and then the other one bends it back into shape, and so on and so forth. And uh, you see the the man... So one of them has their back to you, the other is sort of facing you, and when you get close enough, he stops... And he goes, Ali, I think we have customers. And he stops, the man presumably named Ali. And he turns around and they go up to you. There's this chain link fence that separates you two. Oh, customers. Welcome. I, I am Ali. This is my brother, Francis. <laughs> Are they twins? Um, Probably fraternal twins. They, they don't look too terribly alike, but they look pretty close in age. They remind me so much of that one guy from Frozen. I hate that movie, but whoever the sales guy is behind the counter. Woohoo! Big summer blowout. <laughs> it is feeling like summer, isn't it? I'm just hearing the Ikea commercial. 
I've never actually seen Frozen, so... <laughs> uh, it's close enough. <laughs> Unless you want all those songs stuck in your head. No, thank you. Um, yeah, I will look at both of the gentlemen. What can you sell me that is the most effective weapon for defense here, um, Ollie? Francis? They give you a stern look and then they look at each other and they shrug and head out, out the cage. Fen does this and he, he has the bat that he was using, uh, the padded bat. And when he brings it closer, it looks like, it, it definitely looks like a, a, a Louisville slugger, but that it's been modified and that some of the faces aren't as round as a wooden bat normally is, that it actually looks like it has flat shapes. Flat, or flat faces to it. And looking at it from the top, it looks like an octagon. And he pulls off the uh, the padding to it, and you see that there are steel ball bearings on each face. Well, this was really made for... It was made for some group who they said that their office was having some sort of... Uh, how do you say it was... Uh... Oh, Francis, what what is it? Lob, I think is what he said it was. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway, we had this and he did not come to pick it up. So we had this and we were testing it out for ourselves to see if we could uh, sell it to some fan of baseball. I can't say I am a particular fan of baseball. However, if I can, and I'm going to reach out my hand to take the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, how, how versed would Jada be on military history? Uh, probably mildly well-versed. Okay. Would Jada know about, like, classical military weaponry? Like, um, international and pre, like, 10th century kind of thing. Is this something they would teach you in school? It's something you could have come across. It's not something that I would say is super common knowledge, but that's that's why I'm getting at, like, is this something that Jada would have thought was an area of interest and done, you know, her own um, studies into in her own free time? I mean, I'm going to lean towards yes. Okay. So I'll say then you recognize this uh, as being a, uh, a, a weapon that samurai would use, and you are trying to recall the name it starts with a k uh kanabo yeah kanabo uh do they let me hold it so yeah he's he's extending it towards you okay i'm gonna test the weight a little bit kind of you know shake it in my hand i'm going to extend my arm swing a little bit and then turn back to ollie this this is a kanabo if memory serves oh yes yes uh, <laughs> of course well if you would like to test it out, you may use the kitsch. Uh, otherwise, we have uh, we have some other things that we need to stock back into the store. And Francis has left already, um, but Ollie's just kind of telling you, you know, if you need anything, we'll be over here. Okay, Ollie, walk me to the cage. In the meantime, I have a question. Could I walk into most establishments with this weapon at my side? I need something that will blend in where I can walk into most places, mostly with the appearance of seeming normal and non-threatening. 
Hmm. Well, you you all are already at the cage. He hasn't left, so he's just he opens the the cage door or the cage gate, and he thinks to himself, "Fellas, that's not very inconspicuous. If you're wanting something like that, I can fish around our stock, and I can come back with uh, what I find." Yeah. Uh, please. In the meantime, I would love to test this out. Mm-hmm. He just leaves the gate open, and uh, he walks off. Okay. And it is heavy. You have worked with the, with the SWAT team a couple times, and you're familiar with the battering ram that they use and how heavy that is. This is stouter than that, but also probably about twice as heavy. So just swinging what? it around is a nigh-Herculean effort. Oh, okay. Uh, what kind of role do you want? I mean, it just I'm just saying, like it's it's a tough thing to do, but if you if you want to just hit that pole, you go for it. I, that's not going to require a roll. Okay, yeah. With all of my strength, I would like to hit the pole with all of my might. Okay, you hit it, and it makes a, a much louder clink than you thought it would, and the ringing is in your ears, and you feel it in your arms, and you put a little dent into the into the uh, the pole itself but not it's not it's not huge okay but it vibrates so much that it almost shakes itself out of your hands we're there too right I uh, yeah I figure you all you like you two were right there oh, yeah. behind no, her. we were falling yeah <laughs> I'm looking at Giselle in her you know fancy garb and then I look back over at Jada and I'm like these two are concerned about my criminal element. And yet, these are two of the scariest motherfuckers I have seen in a very long time. And I'm just standing here, you know, being the odd man out, being oddly flamboyantly colorful, I guess. Just seeing this and thinking, I do not want to piss these women off any more than I already may have. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, <clears throat> a few moments come by and... Giselle and uh, Clarence, you feel this large person looming over you, watching uh, Jada uh, also swing away. I'm assuming Jada's not just giving it the one, the one go that she just kind of keeps going, yeah, or just the once. I think I would keep trying to test this out until they come back to me with something a little bit more practical. Okay. Uh, oh wow, this is very good, yeah. He's, he's saying this sort of generically to Clarence and Giselle. Yeah, yeah. And he he has something that's wrapped in this cloth that he starts unfolding. Us, uh, madam, I uh, I have something that maybe you wish to try out in another room. And it looks like he's unfolding a hunting rifle. Ho, 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 ho. Didn't I ask for something discreet? ha. <laughs> It's America. Everyone has a gun. We don't need to be subtle about it. Sure. No, it's Elysium. Everyone has a gun down here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or they have permits. I don't know. I don't know the laws. And so when you get over to the gate, it's one of those double barrel Remington rifles. And you can see that he has this chalk mark bit on one side of one of the barrels. Um, but he's ushering you out and to a door that looks like a solid oak door that's right next to the cages. And he pulls that open. Uh, right this way, please. 
yeah, thank you. And you can see that it's actually a shooting range. Ooh. And he hands the rifle to you. I don't think this is as concealable as you would like, though I can make some modifications. Uh, however, I wish for you to get, say, uh, good handled on it first, and uh, I can I can work from there. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily try this. Thank you. Um, Ollie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. And he pulls off some earmuffs from the wall and he puts it on. Oh, if you wish some, here, here's some as well. <laughs> Please, safety first. Of course, of course. Would you two like some as well? Between you two, he pulls off his and he hands uh, the muffs to you and it looks like he's reaching for uh, earplugs because those were the only two earmuffs in the room. <laughs> oh no, if there's only so many earmuffs, I'm definitely taking the earmuffs instead of the earplugs. I'm just plugging my ears. Okay, so <laughs> so Giselle has the, uh, the earmuffs and it looks like you can see that he's handing or trying to hand Clarence uh, a pair of um, earplugs, but now that he's had his hands over his ears, he just puts them back into his pocket. <laughs> yep, I'm just gonna, just gonna. And he turns back to Jada. By your leave, Matson. Perfect. I would like to take aim and shoot at the target in the firing range. Just for shiggles. 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 Give me a roll for that. Oh my goodness, rolling in this game? Um, I mean, I'm being heckin' forceful over here. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Violent, even. Ooh, plus five? Oh, shit. How yeah. badass does this look? Um, so, I'd say that you you hit the bullseye. Both both shots are right in, in the five ring. Um, but, I mean, you're... You're welcome to tell, uh, give any flourishing detail on how how the stance is, and you know, any any other cool cool things that you think Jaden would try to do to make this look as awesome as possible. I mean, if technicality is cool, my positioning, my arm placement is, you know, all to regulation. Everything is standard form. Uh, I don't know if I get any cool points, but in terms of you know, technical points. I think this would be an A plus. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you have the the shoulder position correct. You uh, your arms are are a little loose. They're not too tense, but you have the the grip just right. You take aim, and between those breaths, you pull it off. And when you turn back to see Ollie, he has his hand over his mouth, and he is he has one eyebrow raised. Yes, I, I think I can work with this. Give me one moment, and I believe I believe my brother can uh, get you something else to go along with this. Uh, please, come with me. And he takes the rifle back from you, but leads you out of the room. Okay, yeah, I'll follow. He goes back into the back, uh, to towards the back room. Um, you can see Francis has a few dozen boxes in, in arm, I guess, because he's just ripped and he just carries things like that. Just because. And uh, Ollie whispers something into Francis's ear, maybe like a half second, not really losing a step. And he goes in, and you can hear sawing start to happen. Oh, no. And Francis puts down all these boxes. I believe my brother had some sort of weird idea that you are on the warpath. But he wanted me to show you this uh, this suit that a hunter, that's a, well, I, I won't be coy with it, 
a bounty hunter actually ordered. Uh, we made some spares and he's never really needed it, but uh, let me go fetch you this. And he goes over to this closet that they have kind of behind their own register line and he pulls out this vest and it looks like a tack vest so you know what you're used to being a bulletproof vest but it's much slimmer much trimmer and it's almost like like the the thinness of if you wore two tank tops over each other like that's how thin it is but you can tell that there are over overlapping uh platings to it and you can see when he brings it over to you, he stretches it, and it's a very breathable and uh, fitting uh, garment. This looks fantastic. I've never come across material like this. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I would I would love to take it. It's. I'm gonna hold it up. It looks like it's in my size as well. Yes. Uh, if you need if you need anything, uh, there was a man across the mall. Uh, he actually put some of his own work into this. Uh, but if you need any upgrades to it, you're most welcome to bring it back. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll take it. What about the hunting rifle? Oh, uh, Ali should be down here in a minute. Uh, let me go check. He goes into the back. The sawing continues. It's going to be another minute or two uh, before he comes back. So is there anything you two, you all, P3, I mean, you three wanted to say before uh, you're presented with the large men again? Clarence, uh, Giselle, I probably shouldn't be the only one um, equipped, prepared. Maybe look around for an upgraded taser, some gear, uh, anything to protect yourself. We are in a strange place and we do not know what to expect. Oh, weapons. Guns? Oh, no, 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 Jada. That's not my style by any means. Anyway, where would I keep it? Look at me. Are we going to stick a gun in this dress? I think not. And really, I don't need weapons when you clearly have that covered. You and Clarence will protect me, I'm sure. Well, Clarence, I think you're more sensible. What are you thinking? Uh, well, uh, they certainly have a lot of sporting stuff here, but, um, you know, we aren't necessarily out in the open, per se, but, um, do you think we could find, like, some, I don't know, brass knuckles or something around here, or some fighting gear? I don't know if this is the place for it or not. I'll look up at the aisle uh, names. Uh, I think aisle two has some brass knuckles. Uh, I could be wrong. Let, let's walk over really quickly. So, I mean, from from your general take of the place, although they they have the hunting rifles and they had the bats, it doesn't look like this was specifically made with weapons. Like this, this place doesn't have weapons in mind. Uh, you go over to aisle two. It has it has gloves like really hardy work gloves um and it's it's for they're like impact gloves there i'm i'm not sure exactly what sport would need it a lot of them you know that have harder boxing balls i guess well not boxing because like those are padded these mm. are are just they are if if say like a ball hits you in the hand it's not going to break your any bones there oh, it's gotcha. made to resist that Gotcha. So you see gloves like that of all sorts of shapes and, and colors and and sizes and all that just kind of down this aisle. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's anything I would necessarily use. Maybe like if there were some I don't know cool like biker gloves or something like that. Maybe just to look 
edgy per se, but no, I don't think I would do that unless we could actually find some like real like just equalizing knuckles or something like that just to you know protect myself well on this on this row um there are there are hand padded gloves that uh cyclists use for like distance cycling and uh you can you can sort of cut the fingers off if you want them to be biker gloves i guess no no, I, I mean know. you could get a couple baseballs or um, <laughs> what is it the the croquet balls because those are pretty hefty. Mm. No, there's there's nothing necessarily that I, so I no? would need right now. No, uh, Clarence is like, no, nah, I just I just wanted some kind of like knuckles or something like that. But I mean, you're getting a rifle, so I'm good. <laughs> Fine. I mean, I cannot be the only source of defense, but I will do my best. Oh look. Ollie is back. Yeah, you you hear the the sawing stop and a clatter, and they come back through. And he presents the same rifle to you, and as you probably figured out, it is now a sawed-off rifle. Sawed-off shotgun, sort of say, without the, the spread. Although, if you want, there are different types of ammunition. There's the, the quail shot, or... If you want to be real BA about it, you can get the uh, the elephant slug. Uh, succeeds my knowledge. Uh, I just want the one that's quicker to reload. Uh, so they're they're both uh, encapsulated in the uh-huh. same. Uh, it's the same type. Uh, however, the quail shot's going to be the one that spreads out. Uh, an elephant slug. It, it's a just a big bullet. Okay, I'm leaning towards quail then. Okay, so the the buckshot. Um, yeah, you can, uh, you can get a couple boxes of those. He, Francis, will grab a few boxes and place it next to the the rifle, and he tallies in the the shirt and all of that. Were there anything else that you wish to get while you're here? I will look back at Giselle and Clarence. Um, was there anything Shaking that you two head? needed? Nope. I look up from checking out my nails. Huh? Oh no. Can we go now? Um, okay, no, Francis, we are good, thank you. What is my total? Uh, he clickety-clacks everything into the system, and you can see that it runs up 12%. Oh, um, yep, there's a little bit of hesitation, um, but with a deep breath, I will grudgingly place my thumb on the scanner. Clarence is just behind, just having his arms folded, just waiting. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I will place my thumb to make the payment of 12% of my soul. It goes through. Would you like to just give threat? Um, no thank you. I'm going to take them now. Uh, thanks, thanks for your help. Of course. You're always welcome back to I on the ball. <laughs> uh, very well. You don't by chance have a business card, do you? Uh, I am sorry, we, we do not. Fresh out. We should auto some. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to um, sorting through their stock and uh, putting stuff back up. And I mean, they, they'll keep an eye on you if you're going to linger, but business is done. Uh, I think we'll head out. Okay. Transaction complete. So we have Giselle with her very interesting garb. Jada now ready to take on a small army. One does wonder, 
what's in store for Clarence. But we won't find that out now. That'll have to be next time on the Facades of Gods. Hey citizens, Kyle here. I'd like to take a minute to extend a personal thank you to a few of our Patreon folk. First, let me thank our, one of the cool kids, tier supporters, Jay, John, and Tyler. Y'all are the bee's knees. And then, how could we do what we do without our unusual impact supporters, Nate and Philip? You look pretty rad too, if I do say so myself. But even more astounding is our The Void Calls Back tier supporter, Violet Passion simply amazing. Thank you all so, so much. I can't describe how much it means to us that you all decided to back us. Now, in terms of what we do here on the Facades of Gods, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you haven't yet, please join our Discord to meet a lot of other cool, cool kids. Associated links in the show notes. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at roll for alex Bianca Zelda, playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schaub. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign Shop. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at LordKyleK. This has been a No Show Radio production.